Hey, this is Todd Mitchell from Code Right Play. Salutations. This is Mike Carroll from Strollart. Hey, this is Patrick from the Backlog Odyssey. Hey, this is Rune from Runic Codes. Hey, this is Brimstone, and you're listening to Roger Reichardt on the Gamerheads Podcast. And welcome to another episode of the Gamerheads Podcast. My name is Roger. Along with me are my good friends and co-hosts. We have Mike. Hello. And Phil. Hello. And we have a very special guest, a good friend of mine. We have the well-read mage. Welcome. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> I, was bo- I bottled that up just for That's this moment. morning radio voice. Right now. <laughs> wow. Welcome morning radio here. I'm having coffee. <laughs> coffee and a pizza setup is what I'm having. Oh, oh my goodness. Wow. Wow. That was like way more energy than I thought you were going to bring. <laughs> that was today. the last of my energy. So, you know. That was it. Yeah. yeah no, it just fine. goes downhill. Yeah. 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 Can we get more with microtransactions? Ooh, you can, but it's, uh, yeah, DLC is coming. <laughs> uh, well, welcome to the show, Red. I'm glad yeah, that thanks. we had this, uh, we, you know, we've been talking for a while for you to come on the show and then, uh, storms happened mm-hmm. and then yeah, every I time COVID. I was just like, no, I hate you. I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> this right. week you were like, please. And I was like, okay, fine. Yeah, that's right. You're like, oh crap. I can't blame storms this week. Last yeah. week we blamed COVID on me. Uh, that's why we didn't have a show last week because I was still. In Cancun. Yeah. 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 In Cancun, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Some in my mind, in my fever dreams, I was in Cancun. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm glad that you are on the show and we're happy to have you. So tell us about yourself. Sure. Uh, well, thanks for having me again. I appreciate it. Um, so I am uh, Moses Norton, a.k.a. The Well-Read Mage. I'm a full-time writer, critic, artist, streamer, podcaster, author, archaeologist. Whoa. Uh, yeah, I do a lot of stuff. Um, wow. Staying busy. Uh, just got back into streaming this week. Streaming 1 p.m. Central weekdays. Join me on Twitch at The Well-Read Mage. Uh, playing through the entire Super Nintendo RPG canon. Wow. For a secret project that I can't reveal yet. Wow. Uh, so we're on Illusion of Gaia. I, I decided to start with. I didn't want to do it alphabetically. That's too basic. Yeah. Um, but Illusion of Gaia, it's great. I, I haven't been this far in the game. Really enjoying it. Um, uh, we've got a magazine coming out. Uh, yeah. NES Pro Magazine uh that i get to be the content director for so if you like the nes uh you should check out this magazine if you want to write for the magazine it's also a community based magazine so uh yeah slip into my dms uh just make sure you slip into something comfortable before you do Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to remember the line what was it uh let's slip out of this these wet clothes and into a dry martini Oh, there you go. Uh, I should have used that. (laughs) Darn it. Go back. Go back. Uh, (laughs) So. um, So, yeah, that's a magazine. Issue one and two are coming out this year. Uh, Issue one should be rolling out soon. Um, Two last things I'll mention. I do a lot of stuff. You do. Wow. Uh, There's a podcast, Magecast podcast. uh, That's weekly, sometimes every other week, sometimes depending on scheduling. 
you know how it is. I mean, IRL stuff gets in the way. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's a show about conversationalism in a world where nobody listens to each other anymore anyway. So enjoying just the, 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 the joys of, of dialogue uh, and exploring video games, uh, their intrinsic qualities and their extrinsic contexts. And then the last thing I want to mention is the website, uh, the pixels.com, the dash pixels.com, uh, where we just got a new editor in chief. He cleaned house. He came in like a wrecking ball and I'm just kidding. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> he's doing excellent work with our writers, uh, producing daily content and uh yeah we're doing news now uh we've got reviews coming down the pipeline and there's just too many games that's the problem yeah. i need writers y'all i mean if, if <laughs> seriously like like my emails are like they're like please play this game and write a review i'm like i can't i can't yeah have you seen my desk i can't so me, if you're ever interested or if you ever wanted to let me know me write very well nice you you good right <laughs> so, you, you good write nice well you do it okay time. hey time. mike you i i contact you is i will <laughs> <laughs> are you still uh are you still the same twitter address uh yes i am okay well, well, uh, how are you well, we'll slip into uh, we'll slip into that dry martini. <laughs> I like where I like where this conversation's going. <laughs> Are you married? That's my Whoa. next question. Wow! Wow! Uh, no. Just to my job. Oh, uh, Okay. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> Shut up! Don't say anything. <laughs> you stay out of this round. What is going on here? Uh, no, Mike's a very good writer, so I vouch for that guy. All right. I mean yeah. that's that's pretty much initiation right there. there Just gotta have somebody, <laughs> gotta have somebody easy. vouch for you. Yeah, that's about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, I was a guest on your show on your podcast. It's uh, true. Yeah. The so remember I... what we talked about? Gosh, it was yeah, the Barbie game for NES. Yes. Yes. The yes. Barbie game. Though one of my favorite. Yeah, as a classic. <laughs> uh, we uh, we talked about um, Super Castlevania Four. Uh huh. And Mike was on your show too. Yeah. Oh Talk about gosh. The greatest game ever. That goes way back. Was it another world, Mike? It sure was. Oh, ho, ho. I love that game. Freaking adore it. And yeah. I'm looking at you. You have the profile pick, the guy. You got Lester. Yeah. Right? Or not Lester. What was his name? Uh, yeah, oh. I think, yeah, it was Lester. It was, it was Lester. Okay. Sweet. Okay. This is not. This is not a podcast about that game, so we got to stop. Well, talking. it should be. <laughs> if I had any say in the show, it would be. Okay, um, I got to ask: Does Mike bring up another world all the time? Like when mm, I just bring up Chrono Trigger? Too much. All the time? Too, much too much. Yeah. Not yeah. enough. Um, I can respect mm. that. I can. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, we're we're so happy to have you, and you are so busy. So I really appreciate uh, you taking time out of your schedule and coming on the show. That's it's awesome. all good. I, I mean, I, yeah. Thanks again for having me. Like I said, with the with the busy schedule and getting up earlier now, uh, my kids are in school. Uh, the the late night, like this, is like a late night talk show for me right now. It's like <laughs> eight, it's like eight forty. So by the end of this, I'm like, I'm gonna start. It's usually so, what I sound like by the end of it too. It's really, weird. yeah, <laughs> Phil, for different reasons. You know me? Different reasons. <laughs> okay, he's slamming it back. Uh, I gotta slap myself on the cheek. So. Uh, but I'm here. <laughs> Let's do it. We'll, we're good. Well, we'll have an interesting conversation between you and Phil by the end of the podcast. So yeah, just gibberish. Yeah. <laughs>
well, let's move on to um, to games that we're currently playing. And Red, since you are our guest, uh, what games are you playing currently? Uh, what games am I not playing currently? Wow. Wow. Uh, you know, I'm playing all of them. Oh, the games. Every game. Every game. Uh, no, I pick out a couple. Um, playing through Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars. Nice. Uh, with my eldest, who's seven now. Okay. Um, and uh, that's been a delight. I mean, he can read pretty good. He does the good reading is. So, um, <laughs> you know, Mike can appreciate that, right? Like, he he read good, he write good. And uh, so that's been fun to to re-experience uh a game that i've always loved but through a young person's eyes um sort of all over again a second time through um seeing where he gasps in horror or (laughs) you know the shock of surprise and the the exhilaration of like he got to uh where bowser joins your party and he was just like what i was like (laughs) i know right (laughs) (laughs) it's good stuff so is that the uh, first time Bowser joins Mario 2? Is this the first is this the first game? I think that... it is. I mean, this is like 96. Yeah, I think it might be. Yeah. Unless you count Kart. Oh, right, true. right, right. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he but he didn't really join him. He didn't really join him, yeah. yeah. He just races against him. Yeah. Right. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so that's been fun. Uh, like I said, we're playing Illusion of Gaia on stream. Uh, planning to continue that until that's finished and then possibly start uh, seven saga or something like that. Um, I am currently addicted to, this is like alpha nerd stuff. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I am. Uh, I'm currently addicted to freaking. Uh, oh, there I said it. The language. Oh, uh, yeah. total war Warhammer two. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause uh Oh man. Okay. Real time tactics, turn based strategy, plus RPG elements. Wow. Controlling massive armies, huge lore heavy universe. Uh, really cool series, the Total War series. But to talk about it with people who don't play it, like you can, <laughs> you can hear their brain doing like the deer in the headlights thing, <laughs> like as you mentioned it. It's like, oh man, it's so cool! You have all the elves that shoot arrows, and then the undead come over here and they they raise a bunch of zombies, and like normies are just like, oh gosh, I just like to shoot things in video games. So, uh, it's a it's a really cool game series. It's just kind of hard to talk about. Yeah, but it's really fun. I really enjoy playing that one. Hmm. I have not played that game, so but you've talked about it plenty. That I'm like. That should be on my radar. I mean, if you like strategy, it's intense though. It's hard to get into. Like, yeah, it's not like, well, I like strategy, like I can move chess pieces around. Uh, uh-uh. uh. <laughs> no, this thing's like serious. Like, if you screw up, the enemy will just come in and wipe you out. Okay. Um, but if you want to learn how to get better at strategy and tactics, or this is cool, figure out the difference between strategy and tactics. Mm. At first, I was like, that's the same thing. And then apparently it's not the same thing. Strategy is more like the macro decisions. Tactics is more like the micro decisions. Oh, uh, and the game breaks it down in an interesting sense. But anyway, I recommend it. But just if you try it, beware. beware. Okay. All right. And that's PC, I'm assuming. Or what is that? Uh, it is PC. I do okay. not play this on like the switch. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, like Phil, a... now you can you got someone to yeah. count <laughs> I mean, I recommend not playing anything on the Switch. Wow. <laughs> Dang. I uh, yeah, they have freaking um it, it's a PC game. Like you uh-huh. you have to use a keyboard for this game. Okay. Uh there's there's just a lot going on. There's so much management in it that uh I would not play it on a controller. I just would. Okay. There's no way. Mouse and keyboard. Okay. For sure. Uh, cool. Anything else? Um, oh, there should be. Other, like, I bought the Cowabunga collection. Oh, yeah. Uh, did any of you pick that up? I did. You did? Well, uh, did you play it? I <laughs> I, I, I did. <laughs> what did you think? <laughs> As I played, like, a bit of the, the, uh, the original game uh, on the arcade. Okay. Uh, yeah. Aptly named Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And it was great. It was a, it was a great blast from the past. There's so much uh, that they packed into that game. The manual scans, the yeah. box scans, all yeah. that stuff. Comic books. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. That's really yeah. cool. Uh, you know, I, I started playing uh, Turtles in Time. So I never played the arcade version of Turtles in Time. Oh, uh, yeah. And so I started playing that and it's, actually quite different than the council i prefer the council version actually mm-hmm. um and then i i avoided the turtles on the nes uh for right now because that game gave me frustrations as a kid and as an <laughs> adult i just don't have the patience anymore so you're talking about the first one on yeah, nes that's yeah. the platformer right with the yeah. underwater lo- yeah 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 screw that game uh, and then I started playing, yeah, screw that game. I started playing, um, one of the Game Boy games and I was like, holy heck, this is pretty tough. Uh, it was the rescue one, the radical rescue. I think it was called. Is that the one that's a Metroidvania? Yes. And I made it to a boss and I got my butt kicked and I'm like, I don't know how to beat this one, this, this enemy. So, uh, but mainly I've been playing turtles in time and i played a little bit of the arcade of the first the teenage mutant into turtles arcade arcade version so (laughs) the naming conventions on these games yeah yeah (laughs) yeah but yeah no i mean i played with my son and that was fun because he he played uh he played through the shredder's revenge with me so i was like yeah now you can play turtles in time with me and it was really fun to He's seven as well. So he's, you know, yelling, Kawabunga! <laughs> you know, kick some butt and yes. whatever. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Settle down, buddy. You got to like. <laughs> just... He just screams at the TV, say no to drugs. Yeah, You're like, wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little too far back for the turtles. I, uh... My TV screams that at me. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> and your sponsor, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh you know but they do have they actually do have one of those pop up the fbi uh director at the time is like say no to drugs in the game i don't remember which game it was but it was one of the games i think it might have been turtles in time yeah the arcade games yeah was it the arcade games yeah i think the arcade games always had that the the ones in the late 80s yeah but so did that fbi thing yeah but so did bad dudes they yeah, a lot, of, a lot of games had that. Yeah, that's because yeah. pirating games is bad. 
No, but this was to say no to drugs, not to pirate yeah, games. Yeah, it's it, there was one that said say yes to pirating, but no. To yeah, drugs. <laughs> you could but, say yes to pirating, but not to drugs. Uh, yeah. So yes, I've been playing some Ninja Turtles. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, have you been playing anything else, Red? Besides those games? Oh, you keep asking me. Gosh. Uh. F- uh, uh, uh. Oh. Okay. Uh. Rhapsody. Uh, okay. A musical adventure. Oh, it uh, sounds familiar. The PS One RPG. Oh yeah 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 okay. yeah. So uh, Miss America, not Miss America. Don't get excited, John. <laughs> Miss America, N I S, re-released a uh, a collection that has uh, what's the name of that? Like La Puisselle or something like that. Oh yeah, plus, the... uh, Rhapsody. Yeah, yeah. Was it the cl- the classic volume two or something? Oh my like gosh, that? it has such a long name. Pretty presents Miss yes. America, La Puisselle plus Rhapsody Volume Three or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Plus some other nouns in there, <laughs> uh, featuring Dante from the Devil Maker. Right? Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's long, but it is cool to see re releases of uh, some of these games that are like locked up. Like I've never played Rhapsody, and I've always wanted to. So seeing it re-released, quick digital, pick it up. Uh, that's that's wonderful right there. Nice. Very cool. Are you reviewing that or did you pick that game up or what? I uh <coughs> supposed to be reviewing it. <laughs> that was a press key. It was a press key. Okay. So I was okay. like, I have a moral obligation yeah. to review it. Um I don't have an ETA on that, so okay. sorry. <laughs> No, that's all right. That's all right. I mean, those are long games, too. And if you're going to do it justice, that's a lot of a lot of gameplay going on. I mean, there's no way there's no way like there's two games in one collection that are both RPGs. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'm going to do a review like my my breakdown on my site for uh, for the way that these formats work is critique is the full thing. Finish the game, do the exhaustive breakdown, all that jazz. Uh, review is more like a consumer report. So like, Hmm. you know, you played it, you enjoyed it. Here's a few bits of info on it. And then even lighter than that is the first impressions. You played it a a handful of times and, uh, and if it grabs you or not. So, uh, I at least have some flexibility in that regard. Yeah. Nice. Very cool. Um, what about you, Phil? What have you been playing? Uh, of course, I've been playing the usual suspects, but then I have also done a deep, 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 way too deep of a dive into the new Saints Row relaunch. Re- yeah. yeah, we'll call it a relaunch because it's all new characters, all new things like that. Yeah. Uh, for those that don't know, Saints Row is big open world sandbox game in the style of GTA, but much more wacky, much more zany, and at times much more broken. <laughs> yeah. Um, out of the gates, my initial thoughts are I love the hell out of this game because it is Saints Row wackiness, but every once in a while there is a glitch in it that kind of just pisses you off and you can't complete a mission and or have to restart a mission or your guns will all suddenly be pointed backwards and you can't shoot them. Uh-huh. Gravity has failed on multiple times for me as well, which is always an amusing time, but it's got that business building, base of operations, gang building, over the top again, wacky, zany characters that just make for a really, really fun sandbox experience, in my opinion. I'm also a sucker for sandbox games, and I have this 
terrible, terrible habit of doing everything that's related to a side mission before I even touch a main quest. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm probably 78% of the way into the game, and I might be 40% of the way done with the story. Wow. That's, yeah. that's a lot of side quests. Yeah, that's all I do. It's I take... I, been taking all of the pictures i've been washing all of the laundry i've been stealing all the armored trucks i have been doing all of the larping i have been doing everything that there is to do in this game because i enjoy the fun silly and obnoxiousness of it uh i have a couple questions for you one do you think like the because i also have been playing this game Mm -hmm. and i also noticed the bugs and like to the point where I had to actually quit the game and go back into it, which mm-hmm. was very frustrating. Do you think that that's part of, they think that that's part of the charm? They're like, yeah, you know, Saints Row is kind of broken. That's just how we are. It's raw. It's just, do you think that's part of it? Or do you think like it was I don't, rushed? I don't think the ones that make you restart things are the, or wow. Ones that make you like restart missions, I don't think are ones that are left in there on purpose. I think some of the like dumb ones with gravity occasionally being broken and things like that. I, I think they kind of just overextended their reach for what they were trying to do because the game is absolutely gorgeous, especially if you play it in 4K. That lighting is some next, well, generation stuff there. Um, and I think that maybe it just kind of pushed them a little too hard and they didn't really know how to balance everything out. I can't really speak on behalf of Volition, obviously, Volition. Um, but yeah, I would imagine some of the weird glitches are left in there on purpose because it is Saints Row like. I currently have a hazmat suit and my dude wears a stocking hat. And of course you throw the hazmat suit on, but part of the stocking hat comes through the top of the head. I think stuff like that is left on there on purpose just because why the hell not? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Easter eggs galore in this game too, though. I mean, one of the best baseball references I've ever seen is there's two guys on the side of a giant comb in the middle of the desert, which made me chuckle really hard. That is really, that is pretty funny. Um, Yeah. And, and the other thing that, uh, I noticed in the game, it feels like at least the character, the main character, feels very much like a Ryan Reynolds character. Like all his humor is very Ryan Reynolds. You know, I don't know who Ryan Reynolds is. Right? Oh, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> like it's a celebrity. You know, I don't know actors and things <laughs> like that. I don't watch anything, man. I read things and I play video games. I I know the name Ryan Reynolds. I know he was in Deadpool, and that's about all that I can tell. Yeah. You. See, you've seen Deadpool, right? No. Oh. It involves watching something. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. It's just very like, you know, matter of fact, kind of cheesy lines. Uh you know, but I mean, it's supposed to be cheesy. Mm-hmm. That's but. to me. That's a big part of the appeal of it is the fact that it's cheesy as hell. Then you would you would like some of Ryan Reynolds' movies. Then isn't he in a bunch of rom com shit too? Though I don't know, probably because I know all the chicks think that he's super dreamy. But if you were to put him in a police lineup, and unless Samuel L. Jackson's in that lineup, I would have no idea if it was a bunch of other <laughs> white dudes, if it was Ryan Reynolds or not. Uh yeah. I mean, Deadpool's very funny. I, I believe you. Okay. <laughs> I just uh, it, again, it involves watching things, and I very, very rarely consume any form of media that way. Yeah. Um. Do you? I mean, one last question I'll ask then. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think it did enough to push that genre forward, or do you feel like it's like Grand Theft Auto? 
esque and didn't really do. I, I don't know. I, I struggle with this because I don't know if it put un, pushed enough forward in that in the genre. In fact, I don't know. I was playing it. And I'm like, I mean, there's some cool stuff for sure. Don't get me wrong. Yep. Like I, I was like, oh, this is really neat. Like, uh, just like you, you run into characters that are like on the side of the road and they're having car trouble and then their car blows up. And I kind of thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, but at this point, that's tried and true sandbox games. Like your GTAs have that kind of stuff. Your yeah, your uh, Red Dead's have that kind of stuff as well. That's yeah. I don't think it brought anything new to the table as far as the sandbox over the as far as the sandbox genre goes. Yeah, but I think what it does is it does most of it really, really well and makes it feel kind of like a living world. Again, not to the point that Rockstar does, but Rockstar also has ten year development cycles where they yeah. can get all that shit hammered down. See, and I think that's the thing, like, uh, not just not just Grand Theft Auto, but um, like I was thinking of like Assassin's Creed. Yeah, but those are broken as hell, too. They are broken, but I felt like the world was more alive in those games. Like, I feel like. I don't know, like, I feel like there's a lot of cookie cutter characters in Saints Row, you know, like. I mean, all they do is hit random on creator or on character creator and send these people out into the wild. Yeah. So it's a matter of how deep your options are as far as that goes. And with Saints Row, they get or not Saints Row. I'm sorry, but Assassin's Creed. I'll also say that there's a lot of cookie cutterness to those side characters as well because everybody dresses in period pieces, so they all just kind of blend together. Yeah, but but there is like there's. I will say there's more like interaction and things that make it yes. feel like a living world. Yes. Yes. But as far as like character looks go, they're all just all generic as hell. Yeah. Okay. I can see. I can. Okay. I'll give you that. But like, I'm just thinking of like this one adventure that I went on. I don't remember which one. I think it was in Origins. Um, I had to save this little boy and then he and I told him to go run home. And I was like, I wonder if he'll really run home. And I followed him and he actually ran home. And I was like, whoa, that's so crazy that he like ran home. Mm hmm. Uh, he could have just disappeared and I wouldn't have never known if he really ran home or not, but I'm going to follow him just to make sure he really run home. And, 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 and I don't get that same sense of like depth of character in Saints Row, if that makes sense. If I was a betting man, I would say you could probably follow whatever character you did a mission with if they were still there afterwards and they would go back to doing their routine or wander until they fell into a lake. You think so? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. They probably fall into a lake. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, that seems to roll. Anything else? Have you um, anything else? played a little bit of Dead by Daylight with Kyle the other night, and I haven't oh, played nice. that in probably three years. I don't understand that game, but it's kind of fun for what it is. First or second one? Oh, no, Dead by Daylight. I was thinking of, um, what was that? Dying Light. That's what I was thinking of. Oh, Broken Sorry. Light 2? That game was even more busted than Saints Row. <laughs> that game was hot trash. Uh,. Uh, that's cool. Yeah, I've not played. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're just throwing down today, Phil. Um, anything else? Uh, nope, I don't think so. Mike, what have you been playing? Uh, so just like Phil says, I've been playing the usual suspects. Phil, I gotta call this out though. Fall guys, there is a rumor that next season they're <gasps> going to have a xenomorph costume. Whoa! Really? See, Phil, Fall guys. <sighs> I tried. <laughs> That's all we can ask. Yeah. <laughs> I gave it the old college try. I gave it at least 10%. I mean, 110%. <laughs> Mike, 10% you... sounds like the college try. That's about how much I put into it. <laughs> no, but you, you in the college or in the Fall Guys, because you beat, I mean, not beat, but you got all 100 levels in Fall Guys, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. I, I got the, um, 
the season pass and got my Mecha Godzilla outfit. Nice. Yeah. That's farther than me. I'm like level 18, I think. Oh, yeah. Cut out for you then. Yeah, I do. Uh, but other than that, the only game, and it's actually interesting, Red, that you said that you were uh, playing a classic game um, with your son to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to relive those uh, those awesome times. I did the exact opposite with my kid. And <laughs> I'm uh, trying to think after- what the opposite is. <laughs> well, your kid made you play a new game. To right. You know, like, dang it. World? The seven year old. After months and months and months of him uh, bugging me. I finally uh, started playing Metroid Dread, and oh, nice. yeah, and I and I beat the game. Nice, uh, and it's oh, man. You know, for people that say that Nintendo's like too kitty and their games are too easy, try playing Metroid Dread. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. If you beat it, that means you're a better gamer than the guy who designed God of War. Do you remember that video? No, was that Corey Barlog? Yeah, or, or there were David Jaffe. Nah, I think it's Barlog, because it sounds like Balrog. That's the only way I remember it, honestly. I've never even played a God of War game. Anyway, uh, he had a video when Dread came out. You know, people were moaning, oh, it's so hard. So it has, like, the most, uh, what is it, like, the most save points, the most respawning points of, like, any game. Uh, So many. But, yeah, (laughs) he puts out a video where he couldn't even figure out uh, this part where you have to shoot a wall to like open up a passageway to get through. So he's just stuck and he goes off railing about how terrible the game design is. Wow. Damn. Yeah. Wow. So congrats. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And, and, um, and I love my Metroidvanias. So, and one of the, one of the things for me that, um, that really calls out how good a Metroidvania is, is how often I need to consult a walkthrough mm. <laughs> or a YouTube video because yeah. there's times where I get lost. Uh, and I think on this one, I only had to consult a walkthrough or YouTube guide once, maybe. Okay. Uh, although my, my son was pretty much the walkthrough for about 20 or 30 other things, but still, <laughs> uh, but he wanted to be there. He's like, I want you to, I want to watch you play. I want I want to see you beat the game. And it was a real exercise in me, uh, curtailing my language during that final boss battle. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Trying funny. to find, uh, you know, I, I went back to the old, uh, TNT and TBS uh, R-rated movie censorship. <laughs> you know the old uh, Die Hard Mr. Falcon. Yep. <laughs> nice. So that was fun. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but no, Metroid Dread, great game. Love it. Awesome game. Uh, I had a lot of fun with it. Nice. Uh, I didn't get. I I I think it took me about ten hours. So I didn't get like the really really cool endings, uh, which is honestly the only difference between the endings is you get a different. Um, like a uh, just a different art screen, mm-hmm. mm. so which is fine because I don't like games that do that. That like okay, if you if you beat the game within a certain amount of time, you yeah. get the good ending. Yeah. Or you know if you do it this and you 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 know I, I like I like to enjoy the story. So having that kind of reward to me was just perfect. Yeah. No, I agree. So so yeah, Metroid Dread, awesome game. Uh, my the next game on my list is going to be Axiom Verge two. So oh nice. Cool. Very cool. Uh, anything else? Nope, that was it. Uh, so for myself, um, besides uh, the Kawabunga collection and Saints Row, I also participated in the Splatfest this past week, in the Splatoon oh, 3 yeah. Splatfest. What'd um, you pick? <clears throat> I picked Rock. Oh, and Rock and we won. Hey, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, 
of course we won because <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, you know, it was weird because uh, it seemed like everybody picked rock and then very few people. Well, at least I didn't play uh, against many people that picked scissors, which was yellow. Um, oh, no, not scissors. I mean, paper was yellow. I didn't play against many people that picked yellow. So um, there's a lot of matches between scissors and rock for sure. Um, you know, it was it was fun. It was weird. Like, did anybody else participate in this this past weekend or no? No, I can't no. stand Splatoon. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I never played no. it. Um, so there's one new, like, feature or mechanic that they added, and it's the three-way battle. So you'll have two teams that kind of work together, but they are also enemies as well. Um, but then they there's one. So each each of those two teams only has two players on it and they start on both sides of the map. And then the team that's in the middle has four members on their team and they have to defend the the center and they have to try to get as much of that colored, their color, like painted their color as much as possible. And then the other two teams on the other side of the two ends are trying to come in uh, encro encroach them in the middle and take away their area that they have painted in the middle so uh it was weird because it felt like that was something that was locked until you played only you know you had to play so many games before that opened up to you which is kind of strange um but yeah i mean it was fun i mean there was no progress made at all in the game so like any progress you made uh nothing you didn't get anything for it which is kind of strange especially since like the shops where like you can go to the shops, like all the shops in the game, because they opened up like the plaza. So for those of you that have never played Splatoon before, there's a plaza that they have different shops for like different weapons and different uh, gear that you can pick up. And all the shops you walked into, they're like, oh, you have to be level four before you can buy anything here. Well, you never leveled up at all. So it was just strange to have any of those shops even open because you couldn't even shop there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, fun. it was a fun time. I played a lot of that on Saturday. Uh, I had nothing else better to do since I was sick with COVID. Hmm. So I was just like, I'll play some Splatoon 3, I guess. Um, but yeah, that was fun. And that was pretty much it. I mean, outside of the, you know, Cowabunga collection and St. Row. Oh, no, actually, there was one more thing. I forgot. Uh, my son and I, speaking of, <laughs> everybody has their stories of their kid and <laughs> Um, hey, so <laughs> <laughs> everybody does. Everybody, everybody, everybody. But everybody that has a kid is that okay, Phil? Can I say that's that? A kid that they know of. I oh, wait. Oh, 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 oh. now that's no, no. That's actually pretty spot on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> straight up Darth Vader over here. I would just like that's to right. say, I get to keep all my money. That that is uh, that all the is fun true. and none of the responsibility. That's true. Exactly. That's true. Um, so my seven-year-old son uh, has been saying to me, "I want to play Rocket League. I want to play Rocket League. I want to play Rocket League." And finally, I said, "Fine, we'll play some Rocket League." And I I don't want him playing against other players online because, well, Mike and Phil, you guys know, it's very uh, toxic. It is very toxic. Yeah. So in Rocket like, yeah. League. Oh yeah, really? Oh wow. yeah, that's the soccer ball can... car game, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but people, people talk a lot in of comments. Um, yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. I, don't know. I played it a couple times. Like this is goofy. 
and that was that was it. So yeah, I had no we idea played... it was so toxic. Oh yeah, like we played uh, Phil and Mike and I and other people. We played a lot of that in the beginning of the the pandemic, actually. Mm-hmm. A lot of Rocket League. And yeah, I was always shocked in how vulgar and how awful. Uh and then and then well, I'm I'm guilty of this too, but only because like they would say vulgar things to us. But like then you would have headhunters that would just come and try to sm- blow you up all the time without really trying to play the game, just blow you up. Um I did that only because of, you know, when people were being real jerks or vulgar to us, and I was like, all right. That's it. <laughs> I'm going after that person. Um, but so I just played it. Uh, we just played against the computer. And uh, yeah, he scored three goals. I was really impressed. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. The first night we played, he was really frustrated. Like, I don't know. Like, I know, Mike, your your kid's older, but maybe Red, maybe you can relate to this. Or Mike, maybe you can relate to this when your kid was younger. But like. My son will pick up a video game and expect to be an expert at it like right away. And when mm-hmm. he's not, he's just like, ah, this is ah, I'm the worst. This is terrible. I can't believe him. Like, you're not going to just pick up a game and be an expert like right away. Like, that is impossible. Uh, and I try to explain that to him in all life, you know, things like playing baseball or riding a bike or anything. And he just expects to be an expert just like that, like right off the bat. Um, yeah. Now, that's that seems like fairly normative kid behavior i mean my kid all the time will be like uh daddy why are you so good at games and i'm like because i'm a loser because <laughs> <laughs> no, i've had like decades of practice yeah is what yeah. i'm gonna steal me. that for open mic night hey i'll be there front row <laughs> uh yeah the um i mean yeah you like we've had decades of practice but kids see adults all the time and they think that's normal you know yeah that adults oh they just i just learned this yesterday yeah. And like, or I'll go visit my brother's kids. He got four kids. God bless him. And like, I'll go over there and they'll be like, wow, how are you so amazing at video games? Because I've been playing since <laughs> I was your age. So, you, you know, you're refining your skills and uh, your muscles learn certain things in your hands. And, and that's about it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, trying to convey that to, to a young kid is, can be tough sometimes. Yeah. Well, and it's funny that you say that because, uh, you know, I don't know how it was it anybody else's house but like we had an nes and uh my my parents did not play games at all and you know like i would kick their butts all the time and now it's just it's just weird because like you know like i'm growing up playing video games and i just i can't imagine you know what i can't imagine my life not playing video games i mean i'll be playing games when i'm like 80 years old probably I don't know. It's just strange. It's just so different. Yeah, no, it, it definitely is. I mean, growing up, my my mom didn't touch games. My dad was the computer nerd, ex marine. He they had brought home like military computers, is messing around with and stuff like that. And uh, he's the one that I remember like watching him play some of, like the early text adventures and dungeon crawlers and things like that. Hmm. Um, but yeah, totally different vibes from mom versus dad there yeah mm-hmm. same yeah. in my house dad was air force and he didn't really play he played the atari when we first got an atari again just to show exactly how ancient i am but then like <laughs> once we got ourselves a pc dad just sat there and wailed away on tetris all day and all night long that's yeah. all that he would do until mom would start yelling it's time to time to 
eat dinner, time to come upstairs. You got to quit playing Tetris, damn it. <laughs> you know, it's funny because like that was the we also had an, an Atari too. My parents would not play the Atari at all, but they did play. Uh, well, I'll I'll up one I'll one up you, Phil. Like we had a, a Pong machine. That was our very first thing that we had mm-hmm. um, before Atari. Um, and they played a little Pong, but not much. Um, but then when we got the NES, uh, my dad also was really into like that was the only game he would. Well, no, that's not true. There's two games that he would always play. Tetris and pinball on uh, NES pinball. Um, but other than that, like he didn't touch games at all. And hmm. yeah, you know, it's funny that we're mentioning this. I am seriously I have been on the lookout for the past few weeks for a good um, uh, complete copy of Qbert for the Intellivision. Oh, man, because that's one of my earliest memories is watching my dad play Qbert on the Intellivision. Really? And, and being in complete awe of how far he could get into the game. Wow. Like he got, would get to the levels where like the, it looked like the, um, the blocks were floating. It was, oh, wow. it was like, like, I was, I, I just, I remember that. So, and, uh, since I'm going to the, uh, to the Midwest game fest, um, uh, the creator of Qbert is going to be there. So I, I want to get that, and get that autographed. So I think it would be, but yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Cause like I said, I'm literally trying to find a good copy complete of, uh, of Qbert right now. Hey, Mike, I had to I had to mute myself and get up and check. I've got a stack of of boxed and television games, but I don't have Qbert. I'm sorry. Oh, well, you know what? Thank you for checking. Yeah. I mean, because that like you got to make people's dreams come true, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. Like I was talking with uh, with collectors today. I went ahead and decided to start the day savage with uh, uh, tweeting. Collecting video games is not a personality. <laughs> I yeah. saw that. I saw and that. Uh, of course, guess which people decided to argue against it. <laughs> <laughs> people who collect video games and think it's a personality. Yeah. Um, but it's like, from my perspective, I have more video games now than I'll probably ever be able to play before I die. Mm. Like, yep. there's just there's too many video games. So, like, I'll do giveaways. I'll do trades. I'll, you know like sell stuff i'll give away stuff whatever like this stuff my kids might want it i mean like now they're like oh my gosh let me play with everything but when they get older they might not want it at all so (laughs) i have to think in terms of like like seriously i have to think in terms of like i can't they can't bury me with this stuff i need to have like an et size landfill if they're gonna do that so how to slowly get rid of it over time and so when people like you say like oh i'm always been looking for this I'd be like, man, do I have that? Now, as long as you're not like, I've always been looking for Earthbound complete complete in box, like <laughs> oh, I just then, what I was gonna say. <laughs> then, uh, then yeah, we're good to go. So, uh, I, I uh, long term read along those lines. I had somebody that I interact with on Twitter say to me because I've got this ridiculous comic book problem, and he said to me, being an adult with kid passions is just a dangerous, dangerous thing. Uh, that's so weird. That's over the line. I think yeah. no, because it's true. Like as a kid, you only had your $5 a week allowance or whatever. So you could only buy whatever. And then as right. an adult, all of a sudden you're bringing home paychecks that are a lot more than that. And you still have these interests in things that you had an interest as in a child. So you're like, Oh, well, you know what? Nobody can tell me how to spend my money anymore. And they just go for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, so I get, <laughs> yeah, I get like, there's, there's two angles there. What I, what I wanted to say is, you know, you see those accounts typically like a verified account, like an Instagrammer or a TikToker, somebody with abs, 
Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, this person was a fellow collector, so he was oh, okay. all in. Like he's like, oh, I've I got, got the same problem. I no, it see. wasn't one of those like I he see. wasn't shitting on me. Was he was more so just you know like, what I'm talking yeah, about, like, right? Like, oh, I know exactly accounts, what you're talking about. Yeah, those accounts yep. who are like people who like these are children's toys. You should be ashamed. Or like by age thirty, you should run a business, not run a PlayStation or something like that. Yeah, right? yeah, uh, like that mess. But yeah. The the other stuff, yeah. To be honest, like as a as a collector, talking to other collectors, like you can't be defined by consumerism, uh, and you you can't turn it into an addiction. Um, There's a level to which it becomes irresponsible for sure. Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. And where that is for an individual is where that is for an individual. Definitely. Like, I'm not saying like the federal government should regulate how much money an individual <laughs> spends on video games, like or nothing like that. Roger, make sure you cut that part out of the final product. You don't want to give the FBI any ideas or anything like that. I told you oh, the FBI yeah. is busy, Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, I agree. And it's funny that you say that because like this is a while back, but I saw somebody on I don't know. On I don't think it was on I think it was on Twitch. I don't think they were on Twitter, but they were playing Pokemon and I don't they're like early 20s. I was just kind of clicking through. I think it was one of the new Pokemon games and and they're like, "Can you imagine playing Pokemon when you're 30 years old?" And I'm like, yeah. yeah, I mean, easily. I am yeah. playing. I didn't, I didn't Go start right playing now. Pokemon until I was in my thirties. Yeah, me either. Yeah, exactly. Some of us were damn near thirty when Pokemon came out. For the love of God, that's <laughs> that. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was, you know, in my sure in my twenties when mm-hmm. Pokemon came out, and and you know, I never played Pokemon before, so you know, I was like, cool, this is cool, and my kids got into it, so I was like, yeah, like my kids know more about Pokemon than I do for sure, but. Um, but I, I, I just hate those comments of like, boy, like, can you imagine playing video games when you're in your thirties? I'm like, yeah, I can. Like, what's wrong with that? I don't know. That's weird. But in the same, but in the same sense, it's also really strange. So I, I mean, I'm older than everybody on this call, but only a couple of years, uh, between Phil and, and Mike and me, but, um, but I mean, growing up, liking comic books and liking video games was not cool. That was not cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. You had and your, you had your click, and, and that was about it. That was it. Yeah. I mean, and and now, like, uh, you know, my my daughter in her school, they're doing a D and D club, and I'm like, you got to mm-hmm. sign up for that. That's awesome. You know, and like me growing up, if you play D and D, oh man, are you are you a are you a devil worshiper? Do you worship the devil? I'm like, no, I just like to have fun with my friends and eat I mean, Doritos I... and drink Mountain Dew and play games. And like, what's, you know, have an imagination. What's wrong with that? But I was a devil worshiper, but that had nothing to do with D and D the way that I felt about society, <laughs> even as a 10 year old. Oh man. Um, but yeah, I, I, but that's, that's why I'm like, this is such a really strange and unique time. Like, to be a gamer and stuff because it, or, and you know, even any liking any of that kind of culture stuff, because at the, you know, growing up, that was not like, it was not cool to like that kind of stuff. This and is the now, byproduct of what happens when nerds got money. Yeah, that's true. They that's made true. it cool for everybody they else. Made it cool. Yeah. Marketing. Yeah. Merchandising. Yeah. Where the real money from the movies made. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh anyway that was a that was a fun <laughs> how did we get here that was how did a we good get side here? quest yeah that was a good side quest 
this this podcast never ends. We just do side quests the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's talk about the games that are coming out next week. I'll just run through these games here real quick. Uh, I'm going to start with uh, September the 1st because we missed last week. So I'll start there. So Ooblets is uh, out on Xbox Series X and X. Xbox One, Switch, and PC that was released on the 1st of September. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All-Star Battle R that is coming out on the PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and X, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC, and Switch. The everything is coming out on on September the 2nd. Lego Brawls. This actually looks kind of interesting. PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and X, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC on September the 2nd. Also on September the 2nd, Made in Abyss, Binary Star Falling into Darkness. That's coming out on PlayStation 4, Switch, and PC. I just, that's so weird that, sorry, side note, but that's so weird that PlayStation 4, not PlayStation 5, but uh, that's coming out on, uh, on September the 2nd. Uh, the Last of Us Part 1, uh, the remake on PlayStation 5. Is it a remake or a remaster? I'm not sure. I think it's a remaster. Uh, it's a remaster, yeah. <clears throat> For the PlayStation 5, that's coming out on September the 2nd. On September the 6th, for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and X, we have Biomutant. Uh, that game came out already, right? That's this is coming out on the next gen consoles. Is that right? Uh, I the next gen consoles or consoles or it's being ported over as well. I'm not sure. Yeah, it, it's basically it's it's the visual upgrade for the next gen okay. systems. Okay. Uh, then Temtem. This actually looked interesting to me speaking of pokemon playstation 5 xbox series x x and s switch and pc on september the 6th the tomorrow children phoenix edition playstation 5 playstation 4 on september the 6th jack move that's coming out on pc on september the 8th steel rising playstation 5 xbox series x and s pc that's coming out on september the 8th and nba 2k23 It's coming out on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC on September the 9th. And then finally, Splatoon 3 for the Switch on September the 9th. Uh, That's a lot of games. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of games. Tis the season. Tis the season. Um, So, yeah. Uh, Ooblets, I think I might pick that game up because that sounds very... It looks cool and it looks very interesting and uh, cute. So, I don't know. I'm and I'm also in favor of supporting indie devs. So I think I'll check that game out. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move on to our final section, then, gentlemen, and that's tales from the eShop. So uh, we missed two weeks because Mike was out, uh, and then I was out. So Phil and I both have a tales from the eShop game and read. To catch you up on this section, this is where Mike goes to the eShop and picks games. Normally, it was just for Phil, but then when Mike was gone, Phil's like, hey, Mike picked out a game for you. I don't know if he really did or not. It could have been for Phil, but then Phil just I'm not putting any effort into anything that has to do with Nintendo. Come on. We know about this, man. <laughs> yeah, I'll take full blame for that. <laughs> yeah, but was it supposed to go to Phil or was it supposed to go to, to me? I wasn't sure. No, it was supposed to go to you. Oh, okay. All right. Well. I know who to blame now. So yeah, so Mike goes through the the eShop, picks out games that sound interesting. interesting. Yeah. It's yeah, a good way yeah. to put it. <laughs> and then uh and and then they're usually cheap games. They're not expensive games. And then we spend 
more than maybe 10 minutes. I don't know, depending on the game, <laughs> playing the game and then coming back with our review of the game. Uh, so, Mike, uh, we'll, we'll, let's go back two weeks when Phil was given a game. What was the game that Phil was originally given? That's a great question. It's that, that's it was it wasn't the poop one, right? It was no, the- no, it is, no, no. It's Jocelyn Tebow. Also, it is T Ballrin. I do not remember this game. T H I B A L R Y N, according to my notes. Oh. <laughs> well, as Mike looks that up, everybody, while I'm looking it up. <clears throat> what was the game that you picked Ballrin. up for me last week? It was Break uh, Through the Wall. Break, yeah, the, break wall. through the Wall. All right, I got the descriptions. Excellent. Okay. All right. All right. So, Phil, you're going first. Sure. All right. So, your game was The Ball Rin. Yeah. Uh, you'll need true skill whilst fighting various baddies, each with their own unique AI. Master what skills you have to unlock new possibilities while you search for more. <laughs> you will find that this game feels amazing to play with never seen before game mechanics. Never seen before. That's right. Features many, many hours of gameplay, immersive binaural sounds, no boring tutorials, non-linear, 90 plus pickups to obtain, many Easter eggs, time yourself, earn your rating. (laughs) How innovative. (laughs) Never seen before mechanics. Oh yeah, this was the game that looked like a Metroid ripoff. How much did I pay for this game? Uh, A dollar. No shit. I mean, no kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Really? Would you paid more than a dollar for this game? No, it's well worth a dollar, though. Oh, really? Yeah. Tell me about the never seen before mechanics, because you played a lot of games. Well, I didn't see any mechanics that I've never seen before, I can tell you that much. (laughs) But what I can tell you is, do you like Metroid? Sure, Uh, we all do. Yeah. Yeah. This game is Metroid, but instead of playing as Shamus, Shamus, Samus, how do you want to pronounce it? Seamus? The big redhead guy that kicks people in the face in the Yeah, WWE. you play as Seamus the wrestler. <laughs> you play as what looks to be a beach ball. Oh. And these levels are very, very, very inspired by Metroid. Um never seen before mechanics fail. Um, you know. Maybe I didn't progress far enough because I only put like 35, 40 minutes into the game. Because <laughs> it does keep track of how much time you put into the game as well. There's a little timer that counts up on the upper left-hand side of the screen. Uh, but oh, what I will wow. say is that it does control really, really well. Oh. It makes you use your brain a little bit to try to figure out how to navigate your way through this world and to get around these bad guys. Wow. And did I mention it's Metroid? Yeah. Except with a beach ball. Yeah, it's seriously, it is exactly like Metroid, but with a beach so, ball. I shouldn't say exactly because I, I don't effing know. There was no story. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I installed the game. I pressed A to start playing the game. It asked me to choose a language. I chose the language. That's Weirdly, I opted for English so that way I could hit when I hit pause and saw what the control what the controls were. I could understand what the controls were because I don't speak very well very well Portuguese. Uh-huh. Um, so uh-huh. yeah. It's seriously like you start out on the same little pedestal thing and you roll either to the left or to the right. I managed to make it to the point where I collected a couple of heart or health power ups. I collected the bomb thing. You can only bomb through certain walls, but you can definitely see other places that you're going to be able to get to after collecting more power ups. I'm not kidding when I say this is worth a dollar. Wow. 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 If not more. 
Wow. I'm a little jealous. I'm not going to lie. Well, let's spell that game again. That way, yeah. in case for anyone's listening so they know what we're talking about. Yeah, or to make sure that Phil played the right game. I did. <laughs> I know how to spell. I wrote it down, damn it. It's T-H-I-B-A-L-R-Y-N, according to my notes. Okay. Yep. yep. Very cool. I highly recommended for a dollar. <clears throat> okay. And then we played Break Through the Wall. Yeah, and I'll give that description. Now, just Thank you God, know, we get it in mic voice this time instead of Phil voice. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it in mic voice. This is the actual description of the games. All right, I'm reading this verbatim from the uh, from the Nintendo's website. All right, so break through the wall. The walls stand in the way. How do you break through them? It is a simple puzzle. It can be solved by aligning <laughs> colors with panel slides. With your idea and thinking, break through the wall. The wall is the obstacle that the characters faced in the story. If you solve the puzzle, you will break through the wall and the story will progress. The three main characters are three young people living in the present age. Problems about their school life, relationships, desire for approval, life and death, life work, etc. face as the wall. Break the wall. Oh, boy. I mean, they're not wrong. I mean, the description is actually pretty spot on. Uh, so here's the premise of the game. You are a, I think, a teenager. Yeah, you have to be a teenager. And you have, like, <clears throat> a lot of stress in your life. Uh, you have money. You're stressing about money is the first thing you start stressing about. And then some, like, little kid shows up, and he's like, hey, you have a lot of stress in your life? And you're like, yeah. And he said, eat some magic chocolate. And then yes. he makes you... <laughs> <laughs> This is exactly what my teenage life was like, except it didn't come in chocolate form back then. I had the same friend. This is wonderful. <laughs> you, you should have played this game. You might have related to this. So... Uh, so you, you eat this magic chocolate and then when you, <laughs> and then when you, after you eat this magic chocolate, you, you end up on this, this playing board with this wall coming at you. Yeah. I remember that too. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. And, on and there's three column. Well, so it starts off by a three by three grid and there's three columns on this wall and the wall is moving slowly to you. And on this wall, they don't really explain what this all means or what all this all does, but I, I figured it out. There'll be like a, uh, a number two that's red. They'll have a number two that's green, and they'll have a number two that's blue. And then there's letters, R for red, G for green, B for blue. And then you have to move your character and move, slide the the, the R over, like so there'll be RGB, or maybe it's R R. B or maybe RRR or maybe it's RGG. We get to slide the letters over to match the number of red red letters on the first column to complete or make it zero uh, for for the number that's on the on the uh, wall that's coming towards you. So, for instance, if it's, if it's number is two and it's red, that means you have to find two letters that are red or R, and then that'll be zero. And then we have to make sure all of them line up for all three numbers that go across. So you might, like I said, 
most times it was like two, two, two. So then you'd have two reds in the left column, two greens in the middle and two blues on the right hand side. The problem is <clears throat> you don't know outside the letters that are right there. You don't know what the next letter is going to be. So if you slide to the right, the next letter uh, that slides over, it could be an R. It could be a, it could be a B, could be a G. It doesn't go in order. So it's just really guessing of like, I don't know, I guess I'm just going to guess this and hopefully that's the right letter. Uh, it takes like several times you play You're like, oh, okay, I know what the next letter is going to be on this column. Oh, because you only have so many moves. You can only do two moves before you before the wall gets you and pushes you off the edge. Hmm. It's the worst game. I hate this game. I do not like this game. I'm sorry. As you were describing the RGBs, all I could think about was me trying to teach my dad how to plug in the TV when he was like <laughs> 2002. And I'm like, no, seriously, dad, there's a red cord and a red hole. Put that in there. <laughs> That's pretty much how I felt. I probably felt like your dad. Like, this doesn't make any sense. This the messed up part is that the dude was in charge of nuclear missiles for 24 oh, years. and wow. He couldn't figure out how to plug in RGB cables. Yeah. Well, I mean. Uh, I'm, I'm, Hey, I'm telling you, I played games for a long time and I couldn't figure out this game. So I can kind of understand that, Phil. All right, kinda that's understand. fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, this game's not good. Uh, and it's just the same thing over and over and over again. So you make it through the, 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 the money level. Okay, cool. Oh, next coming up exams. You're stressing out about exams. Better eat some more magic chocolate. Oh, now exams. It's, it's four by four. Uh, this, it was just like the worst. And, you know, and, and I even think the main character was just like, I don't know what's in this magic chocolate. I'm like, I do. Yeah. I know exactly what wasn't yeah. in it. And I ate the magic yeah. chocolate before my exams too. And look at how great I turned out. <laughs> Oh man, it was um yeah, I, I I played I played like four or five levels of this and I was like I'm done. I can't like I just it wasn't it wasn't a game that you're like, "Oh, I can figure out this puzzle" because like I said, it was somewhat chance because you don't know what the next letter is going to be. So it wasn't it wasn't that much fun. Were there there were obviously then scenes, cutscenes where like the other the chocolate dealing boy would come into play and be like, "Oh man, you got exams coming up? Have a hit of this chocolate." Like, what graphically? How was the presentation of this? Got something that'll take the edge off. <laughs> it looked like uh, drawings that I may have done in high school. Like, and it was just like you know them standing there. And... Well, you were on the chocolates or not on the chocolates? Which kind of uh, drives are we talking uh, about? Yeah, the chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. I was on the chocolates. One right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the kids are saying these days. <laughs> what are you doing? Are you on the chocolates? Yeah. <laughs> I will say like, it was probably like if I was on the chocolates, I thought the, those drawings were really good. But then once I got off the chocolate, I'd be like, this draw, this drawings are terrible. What the heck was I thinking? That's the kind of drawings that were. That's, that's, yeah. uh, they weren't great. Were they animated? Uh, no. It, well, I mean, animated as much as just flying into the into that from the left hand side and the right hand side and then speech bubbles popping up. OK, so it was like uh, comic zone. Gotcha. Uh, that probably actually had more animation. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, and the music is really annoying. <laughs> like it was just. It was not a good experience, and, and they didn't really explain the game very well to you. You just kind of had to be like, "Oh, that's what's going on." Okay, 
You know, Roger, uh, you're going to find that's a thing with a lot of these tales from the eShop <laughs> games. Is they don't tell you a damn thing until you yeah. press pause and look at the controller, what the control layout is. Yeah, that's true. I, You know, I, I will say, uh, Phil, if I had to play eShop games, Tales from the eShop games every week, I probably too would hate the Switch. I'm not going to lie. I that's understand. what I tried explaining to I you. Know, it's I know. It's also why I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> I didn't drink until I bought a Switch. <laughs> you didn't drink until you were on this podcast. Oh, so you're taking the blame for me being an alcoholic. Yeah, yeah, I see how this is going, yeah, Roger. That's All right, right. That's, that's cool. Right. Um, so do you have a game picked up for next week, Mike? I sure who's, do. Roger. Who's playing it? Who's well, playing you're gonna it? We're going to play it again. Oh, son. No, I'm joking. I, we're going back to Phil. Okay, good. Well, we you know what we could. You know what we'll we'll do. You know what, Phil. To be fair, we'll go back and forth every week. How's that sound? It doesn't matter. I like hating myself even more than <laughs> I do. So here's a, so here's what I'm gonna do because I feel a little bit bad. Uh, I'm gonna I'm, I'm kind of gonna shake things up just a little bit. Oh, you f- you're gonna give him a good game. You feel I'm, bad I'm after sh- I raved about the last game you gave me? All right, that's cool. Well, yeah, we'll see. Keep giving me games I like and keep feeling bad that I had to play them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we had had one good game and one bad game. So here's what I'm going to do this week. You, Phil, in front of you, you have door number one and door number two. Behind one of these doors, you will have a classic Tales from the eShop game. Ooh, classic. Classic as in, you know, traditional. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. And behind another door, you have a game that I found that I think looks interesting, and I think it looks like it could be good, and it's on sale for a great price. This isn't oh. ambient noise simulator again, is it? Is it what? No, it, it's <laughs> actually, actually, if you want the truth, both doors have ski sniper. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Wait, what? Well, I don't have to pay for it. Yeah. Is that true? No, 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 no. Oh, damn it, I mean, Mike, if you want to so talk about ski sniper, I, I could, yeah, we could do talk all about ski sniper. If you yeah, want. yeah, no, no. Red, have okay. you heard of that game? <laughs> I think Red left. He's we like, left. I'm done. Right, I was muted. I was muted. Hang on. I'm like responding. Should, I'm like, that's okay, because that was Roger's same exact response when we started talking about skis. <laughs> I muted myself because my chair is squeaky. <laughs> uh, no, I have not heard of it. So. One of the greatest games on the eShop, and I am not kidding. Phil, back me up. 100% agreed. Yeah. Basically. I mean... Here's the here's the game. It's an arcade style game. <laughs> Maybe we should ask Red what Red would think a game called Ski Sniper is about. Oh yeah, yeah. What do you think the game Ski Sniper is about? <laughs> Probably snipe skis. <laughs> I'm gonna <Sunny> guess. <laughs> I, yeah, something like that. He's <laughs> just like shooting people in the mountains. <laughs> you know what? No you what? You're not You're absolutely too far right. Off. <laughs> yeah. Basically, the game is uh, there. It's it's um. I don't even what they it's like a ski slope. It's a ski jump. Ski like jump. They do yeah. at the Olympics or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And you are a sniper, and your job is to uh, snipe the people in the air while they're skiing. It sounds really stupid, and it is, <laughs> but it's it's more fun than it should be because they do like the slow motion bullet time where the camera follows the bullet, and then it goes into X ray mode, and you get more points based on what like vital organs and bones that you damage you know kind of like um the sniper elite games yep yeah i mean i will say the presentation is pretty it makes me sound like a terrible person and that's because <laughs> i am <laughs> i will say the presentation is pretty amazing i will i will admit that like i was taken aback by how much they actually put into this game <laughs> considering 
It's not easy to oh. shoot somebody that's jumping no, it's, in midair. It's tough because it really there's yeah. different places yeah. on the slope that you can that you can uh, shoot from that make it easier or harder. Yeah, and the gun the gun that you have like really does like have recoil and like it plays into the whole. Yeah, I mean, yep. you can upgrade, you get a crossbow, stuff like that. So it's actually yeah. I think the game was only like five bucks, but it's yeah. It's, I had a lot of fun with it. It gave me some good laughs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This game. It looks like training for a serial killer. <laughs> why do you think that's so funny <laughs> dang it's a good thing there's no uh, ski slopes by where i live so <laughs> yo because i'm ready <laughs> or access to sniper rifles for that man. wouldn't even know where to go all right now 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 that things got really dark phil <laughs> door number one or door number two uh let's go with door number I don't like it when there's only two doors. There's no happy medium. Let's go with door number one. Door number one. Better not Sir, be Kurtle you Wax. have chosen the game that I think is actually pretty good and oh. is on sale. So wait, 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 wait. Before we read this one, let's re- can we read the other one first. Sure. What was door, behind? Yeah. Door number two was a game called Vampire Dungeon. Oh, um, that sounds so good. And it comes out on the fourth and it's 99 cents. Uh, let's see. Wempure Dungeon is a dungeon game with different gameplay. Our main <laughs> character is a vampire, but Whoop. it but it has to constantly absorb blood. Let me repeat that. It's a vampire, but it but. constantly has to absorb blood. <laughs> hey, it could be an energy vampire, Mike. All right, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, absorb their blood by killing the creatures in the dungeon and pass the level. If the character cannot absorb enough blood, he dies. You have oh. to be a little quick. <laughs> not a lot. It's just good, a little. I'm not just a lot a quick, so I would have been right. fine in this one. Yeah, yeah. Levels in different colors. Wow. Ooh. That is some high-tech stuff. Soft and fast gameplay. <laughs> I have eight different things to say to that, and I'm keeping oh them all to myself. <laughs> I mean, if you want your gameplay soft and fast, <laughs> this is the game for you. Um... Oh my god! Fast combat mechanic. So I don't know if that like that's like the type of game, or if that's like an actual character game. Are the enemies soft and fast too? Are the enemies you impale squishy? I'm assuming, but apparently has a a a fast combat mechanic in it. I'm assuming there's some kind of driving involved. Is there a slow one for when I'm in the mood to be a vampire? And finally, simplistic graphics. Oh. <laughs> 99 cents. Wait, how could it be simplistic graphics and yet every level is in different colors? Like, that is amazing that they're able to pull both of those off. I, I it's, Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I don't know why they would call that out as, like, a benefit. <laughs> well, if you don't like really, like, technical graphical games, maybe that's for you. You like soft and slow? This is for you. I'll be honest. It looks. It almost. I saw some pictures of it. It almost looks like a, a um, like a vampire or a gothy Legend oh. of Zelda on, oh. the Atari, on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Oh, 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 oh! You had me up until Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you had to use a lot of imagination. It's kind of like Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark on on a little bit better than that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Because yeah. remember, you had a. <laughs> I loved. I loved. Uh, I loved the guy with the. <clears throat> the uh the 
the, I think he was, I think I honestly, I don't even know, but the guy with the black hat, I thought he was the guy that had the, the Ra, the staff of Ra symbol on his hand. Loved how he just like would walk around the black market in Raiders Lost Ark and you're, you had to fight him sometimes. It was a weird game. I believe his name was Tot. What? I could be wrong. Wasn't it? Wasn't his name like Tot or something like that? Like oh, I don't know. U H T or T H. Oh yeah, I bet you. I bet you. You're probably right. I mean, he had to have had a name because they had a toy of him. I just don't remember. He was awesome. Yeah, he was pretty cool. All right. So, what's the game that he is going to play then? So this game is right now is on sale for a dollar ninety nine on the eShop. Uh, lowest price ever, actually. Wow. What's the original price? What's the what's the original price? Uh, I do not see what the original. It's ninety percent off. So what is that? Originally nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, I 20. think so. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, inspired by classic action movies, uh, and I'll redact the name. This game places you at the center of a hard boiled revenge story filled with brutal cinematic shootouts and vivid underworld locations. Take on the role of a former police detective bent on exacting vengeance for his partner's murder and use a mixture of raw firepower, slow motion, and dive-slash-dodge mechanics this to turn your way through the criminal ranks. Uh, dive through windows or dodge behind cover. Every shot is lethal, so stay aware of your surroundings and exploit the environment however you can. When the heat is on, you can slow down time and plan for the next move. Avoiding bullets whilst taking out enemies is crucial for survival, but beware, your slow motion ability is limited. Plan fast, think ahead, and bring down the bad guys unscathed. Each level features a range of challenges, allowing you to unlock new weapons as you progress. Trading bullets from uh, trading bullets from restaurants to rooftops across a moody, crime-riddled city. This game is called the Hong Kong Massacre. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, I think I've heard of this game. This looks cool. Mm-hmm. It Very almost cool. looks like an isometric um, Max Payne. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I thought it was at first when you were describing it. It was either Max Payne or what was that John Woo game? Stranglehold? Yeah. Very cool. Well, see, Phil, look at that. You lucked out this week. So, Roger, that means you get to play the the, the vampire game. Uh, (laughs) I'm wondering that. Should we do that? Should we do the, like, each one of us gets to pick the door and the other person has to play the other game? If you can, we'll talk about it in post. Okay. All right. All right. Sounds good. All right. Well, uh, we'll look forward to next week to hear more about that game. Before we head out, let's tell people how they can get a hold of us. And Red, we'll start with you. How can people get a hold of you? Sure. You can uh, check me out on Twitter at the Well Red Mage. That's R E D. Don't make that mistake. Don't be stupid. R E A D. Like sometimes I'll 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 say you know the thing and people misspell mage or they say mage. mage. I'm like what planet do you come from? How do they how do yeah, they misspell mage? Like the people like well read mage. I'm like mage. What? Like, like hodgepodge? Maj, Maj? Maj? Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, <laughs> ridiculous. The well read mage on Twitter. Uh, the well read mage on Twitch. Uh, and check out thepixels.com, the pixels.com and magecast podcast as well. And how can people get um, the magazine as well? So that's a tricky question. Um, and if I tell you, I'll have to kill you. Oh, oh, no, just kidding. <laughs> uh, so uh, there was a Kickstarter. Um, everybody who backed it is getting uh, the copies of the magazines that they backed at certain tiers. 
Uh, we are in the process of going to cons right now and selling kind of a demo version of the first issue Ooh, uh, cool. and picking up new subscribers at conventions. And then coming very soon, hopefully, uh, we're going to have a website in place uh, and a Patreon. So two different options, ideally, uh, where people can subscribe to the magazine. It's going to be quarterly, so um, that'll be an option to pick it up. But it'll be Nest Pro Magazine, you know, .com or related. Um, so that'll be the option for those who weren't involved with the Kickstarter, or just he hearing about it now to be able to pick up maybe the only NES magazine in the world right now. Yeah, I think, I think so. I mean, I didn't do the market research, but I think <laughs> it's, it's up there. There's, there's only a couple of surviving game magazines. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so you said cons, are, are, is there going to be a representative at PAX at all or? Uh, I think so. Um, I've never been to a convention in my life, so I'm not the one doing those. Okay. Um, ideally next year down here in Texas, I'm going to be attending and kind of, uh, representing NAS pro magazine, uh, like Retropalooza in Houston and things like that. Nice. Um, but they're kind of covering the East coast. They just got out of, uh, was it long Island retro expo? I think, um, it's all Greek to me. I don't know. I've never been to a con, so <laughs> <laughs> very cool. Awesome. Uh, well, thank you. Yeah. Um, Phil, how can people get a hold of you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the letter B now 23. Get rid of the words, the letter and just a big capital B followed by <laughs> N O W two, three. And Mike, how can people get a hold of you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Pez guy, Mike and if you're a fan of horror movies, you could check out the Horror at Home podcast. Nice. Uh, and listeners, you can follow Gamerheads on Twitter at Gamerheads Pod. You can also follow me on Twitter at Nintendoraj. And you can also go to our website at GamerheadsPodcast.com where you can hear this show and read reviews and articles and other such things as well. Well, Red, thank you so much for joining us this week. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, it's been fun. I'm not going to play any of those eShop games. So <laughs> enjoy. <laughs> All I just heard Red say was, I'm smart, you idiots. <laughs> much, I mean, I didn't talk myself into any of the this eShop stuff. I played <laughs> played my fair share of bad games over the years. So let me tell you, I mean, like the whole thing with like, oh, the never before seen mechanics. Like how many t if I had a dime for every time somebody said that and then they're like, just kidding. It's a bullet hell roguelike brutal platformer. And I'm like, that's like every indie game. Oh, Rant man. over. But we'll have to have you back on the show. Uh, and especially when the, the magazine launches, we'd love to have you back. So, yeah, I'd appreciate it. Definitely. Thanks. Cool. Um, Phil, thank you so much for joining us this week. Thanks for having me. And Mike, thank you so much for joining us this week. Ho-hokum. Ho-hokum. There it is. There it is. And listeners, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule and giving us a listen. We appreciate it. If you like what you hear, leave us a review. We'd love to hear what you have to say about the show. Until next week, then, stay safe and game on. See ya. So Take long. care. Ho-hokum. Yeah, see, it's catching on. <laughs> <up. laughs>